All right, hello, welcome back to View from the Drive Through Podcast, Episode Five. My name is Cole. Uh, it's only Tony here with me tonight. You know, we had some work obligations for Jason and Andrew. They couldn't be here, so it's gonna be a shorter podcast tonight. Uh, we're just gonna go over a couple, some slight light news and debuting items. Then we're gonna give each a review of something, and then that's it. No ranks this week since it's just the two of us. But Tony, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm ready to hold down the fort, get some good pot talk going. All right. Um, so this this first thing, it's not one specific news item per se. It's a kind of a collection of a couple of things that go into a, a broader theme of something that we've discussed a bit at various points on the podcast. And that is um, the idea of these some of these different fast food places trying to appeal to a more health conscious or people like they have stricter dietary preferences than sort of your traditional fast food goer. And so right. the, 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 so, okay. So the first item we have here is Papa John's going, they are testing out offering organic vegetable toppings. Um, they're testing us in Lexington, Kentucky, and it's just four organic vegetables right now with tomatoes, green peppers, yellow onions, and mushrooms. But they're the first uh, major pizza chain to offer organic toppings. So what, what are your thoughts on Pizza Hut? Or not Pizza Hut, Papa John's. I, I think it's smart options. of Papa John's to start branching out. Um, you know, better ingredients is their thing. So right. <laughs> if they weren't the for- first to it, they'd kind of be cheating on their slogan. Um, but I, I, organic vegetables to me associate higher prices. So if we're going to see some, uh, you know, a, a price jump on the Papa John's pizzas, which are already, in my opinion, pretty expensive. Uh, I mean, you don't get Papa John's unless there's a 50% off deal. Um, if there's a price, if there's a price hike for these organic vegetables, I'm not entirely sure it's worth it, especially because the the generic health conscious, you know, pizza goer isn't really going to care if it's organic. They just want their vegetables on the pizza. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I get, I get the organic, you know, there, there is an organic craze, although I will say it feels like they might be a little late to the organic craze, mm-hmm. but still uh, the first of, of any of the pizza places. So that's true. There's yeah. still some potential advantage to be had. It does. Does any other fast food restaurant have organic vegetables? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't say for sure. Yeah, I, know I wouldn't. Of one. I I don't think I know of any others. Um, so, but I yeah, mean, it, it's a good step. The interesting thing is going to be to see just how much people actually care about this. Because, like how you said, like people that really care about eating like organic stuff are probably not going to be thinking of eating Papa John's in the first place. And people that are okay eating Papa John's don't really care. if I mean, they might like having organic stuff sometimes, but they'd be fine with it anyway, with the way it is. And if it's going to be more expensive, it, I mean, so, so my question is, is it going to be, uh, are they replacing these vegetables, the tomatoes uh, or the, the tomatoes, green, green peppers, yellow onions and mushrooms, are they replacing those items or can you get organic or standard? Uh, I'm not sure. Because um, if they're replacing it, then I wouldn't imagine there being a heist uh, or a, a price hike. But if they, 
if there if it's an option if you if you have to select oh I want the organic vegetables you know then are they going to be charging more for it and and you know is it something that you got to go out of your way to get so it, it's an interesting idea but I I don't know I I think it it doesn't fit well in the fast food market it, 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 specifically the uh, organic vegetables I just yeah, I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too sure about it. I'd like to. I'd be curious to see how it turns out for them, honestly. Yeah, and um, and then Papa John's is also moving on to a slightly different topic, but still from the same broader area. Uh, they're going to be offering a gluten-free crust option, and they're not. Right. They're not going to be the first pizza place to offer this, as Domino's and Pizza Hut already have gluten-free gluten-free pizza options, but. So that's another area where you're trying to get people that are trying to uh, adhere to a certain dietary standards. And I like that. Uh, you know, besides the the you know the internet joke about you know gluten free people not actually be having celiac disease, there are a lot of people who require a gluten free diet, and you know, pizza is is such a staple of you know. American food that to to have to cut that out of your like a gluten free diet is already hard enough. Uh, I think it's I, again they're not the first, but to give yourself variety, like it, it sucks to have one option, and that's what a lot of gluten free people have is one option. To now have Domino's, Pizza Hut, and Papa John's to to pick from for gluten free pizza, that's kind of nice. So between the two options at Papa John's, what do you think? would be more successful, the gluten-free or the organic vegetables? I think the gluten-free is going to be the, uh, the the more successful change that they're making because, again, I you have both the, the, the market of people who actually have celiac disease and can't eat gluten and the market of people who are trying to glu- cut gluten out of their diet because they want to and it's a bit of a fad. So there's a there's a big, you know, there's a I think there's a big market there and um, – I think the fact that they're following in Domino's and Pizza Hut's footsteps means that Domino's and Pizza Hut have probably already uh, figured out that it's worthwhile, um, and so I think uh, I think they're gonna I think this one's gonna stick around. I don't know if the organic vegetables will make it. Yeah, I I agree with you that I think the um, the gluten free option will be more successful than the organic vegetable option, just because I think, like I said, I the people that really care about the organic vegetable stuff, I don't know. If they would be interested in Papa John's, no matter what their toppings were, in terms of right. Like, and the thing is, like, if you're if you're so, if you if you want your 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 vegetables to be organic that badly, like you need to have organic vegetables. Uh, there's things in the pizza crust, and there's you know whatever other, and the cheese, and you know the the things that they do to make this pizza that, you know, you're you're not going to get organic. The you know the grains are probably, um, I'm sure have been messed up with, you know, chemicals and, uh, right. This is just, this is more trying to, I think this is more trying to appeal to people that want to seem healthy than actually are like, I'm always healthy. That type of thing. Right. I think it's, it's applying, it's, it's, it's targeting that fad. And I don't think that, I don't think that market is big enough in the organic vegetables as opposed to the gluten-free market. I agree. I think you have a bigger market with the gluten-free. 
Um, okay, so then the other gluten-free option we're going to talk about was the new, there's a new uh, Starbucks gluten-free option uh, out of a breakfast sandwich, which that seems to me like something that could be pretty successful because I don't know, I feel like people, I feel like there's a solid amount of overlap between people that like go to Starbucks a lot and people that are interested in cutting gluten out of their diet. Yes, absolutely. I think I think there's a, there could be a re- relatively uh, mapped trend of Starbucks goers and people who are cutting gluten free out. And um, to be honest, the the picture it, it looks a little dry, but it, I think it looks like a good sandwich. I I would I would probably get it. I I didn't actually know that Starbucks made breakfast sandwiches. Um, I thought they had like muffins and things like that. So to have a breakfast sandwich and you know to have the gluten free. Uh, I, I think that's a good call for them because like you said that I think you got a lot of people looking for gluten-free stuff at Starbucks yeah I agree um, so that was this kind of our thoughts on you know sort of big picture trends in the industry um, right and I think that's a trend we're gonna see moving forward as like we talked about it last time Fast food kind of has to start making a switch because people aren't really looking for that. How I can get this much for this little anymore. People are starting right. to look for quality, and part of that trend towards quality is changing the the food products you have and having healthier options and gluten free options and you know dairy free options. You know, I think that's something we're going to start seeing a lot more of because I think it's going to be important to the fast food industry to continue. You know, I agree. Um, so we're going to move on now to a couple of debuting items. First, we're going to go to Carl's Jr. Uh, they are testing a Korean barbecue burger in Southern California. And this is going to be a burger that is topped with Korean barbecue, <laughs> Korean barbecue beef. Uh, lo- it looks yeah. like it's shredded beef. And yep. Asian coleslaw, so it's meat on meat. It's like kind of like your uh, double R bar burger that you have from yeah. Roy Rogers. Yep. Any any thoughts I on like this that. one? Uh, after being introduced to the double R bar burger, um, I am a big fan of meat on meat, um, <laughs> and so I, I I'd like to I'd I'd like this to be good. Um, I love Korean barbecue. And I like burgers, so this is interesting for me. I, I'm kind of curious what the Asian coleslaw is. Um, I'm not a, traditionally a big coleslaw fan. Uh, I even I don't even like it on like pulled pork. I I kind of just skip it. I, but, I mostly agree with you as well. But I'm kind of curious about Asian coleslaw because it sounds like it could be something. Uh, you know, if they have a different flavor to it, if it's like maybe got some. I don't know, soy sauce or some some kind of, if it's got that Asian flavor to it and it doesn't have that traditional coleslaw flavor, it might actually be something I, I, I would be interested in and it'd be an interesting flavor to have on a burger. Um, but I I don't know. I, I worry that they're not going to be able to get an authentic Asian flavor and it's just going to be coleslaw and it might knock the burger down a few steps for me. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um... I think the appeal of this is going to be the the Korean barbecue. That's where you're going to be yeah. getting the, the different flavors than you're sort of used to on a burger. Um, right. 
I mean, I don't. It sounds. It sounds pretty decent to me. It sounds like something. It sounds like something you would get kind of more at like a, like like Bobby's, you know. Right. Yeah. Or like a sit-down restaurant, you know, like some type of burger place like that. Then. Right. It's it's, it's almost got that fancy, you know. Uh, we we didn't just make a burger. We made a specialty burger, like a Hawaiian burger. Or, right. You know. It doesn't feel like something you're going to be seeing at like McDonald's, you know. Absolutely not. Yeah. So. In that case, I I, I kind of like it for them. I, I I'll be interested to see if this gets past just the the test phase, but who knows? It, it it could be decent. It could be decent. I'd like to see it come to uh, some more of their some more of their brands because Carl's Jr. is is a big it's a big owner. Um, so I'm pretty sure Carl's Jr. Hardee's I think they own Roy Rogers, um, and hmm. I'd be interested to see if they start. Uh, and the re- the only reason I know that is because my receipt from Roy's from Roy Rogers, I think said Hardy's on it. Um, Interesting. But um, I'd be interested to see if we if they start rolling out some some more some more of this meat on meat stuff at you know the other restaurants like uh, Hardy's and is it is Checkers isn't a part of that is it? No, Checkers is Checkers Rallies. Rallies, oh, Checkers, rallies. yeah, Checkers Rallies, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Those are the two. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see this at some more places, like Checkers. I think Checkers could benefit from meat on meat. Um, <laughs> who who couldn't use a little meat on meat action? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, and uh, we go now from Korea. You know, go across the uh, the Pacific Ocean, come down to Mexico to. Sweet. For Taco Bell has a new Mexican crispy chicken pizza. Um, Ooh, this is, this being, is exciting. This is being tested in Columbus, Ohio. You can have your crispy shell on the bottom, nacho cheese sauce, crispy chicken patty, Mexican pizza sauce, three cheese blend, and pico de gallo on top. It's going to go for about four bucks. Um, this is a, a, you know a different variation on the Mexican pizza that Taco Bell usually offers. Have you ever? I've never had the Mexican pizza. Have you ever had it? You know what? I actually have not had the Mexican pizza. Yeah, I haven't either. It never really appealed to me. I I didn't. It seemed like a mess, but just because like normally the Mexican pizza has like uh, ground beef on it, right? Or, right. That's that's what the traditional yeah. one has. It's ground beef. Yeah, and so and so that kind of seems like it it would be hard to eat, and I'd almost rather just get it wrapped up in a thing. Because most of the time when I go into Taco Bell, I either get it to go or you know like to eat it while I'm driving or something. So. Mm-hmm not going to get something that's potentially messy but this the chicken the the big chicken first of all i'd like to i'd like to say if jason's listening suck it um here's (laughs) another chicken option from taco bell uh so they absolutely deserve to be on the list yeah if if anyone doesn't (laughs) get that reference go back and listen to our last podcast where we uh, debated chicken options at fast food places and there's a big taco bell debate about can you consider them a chicken place Right, and and what do they do the week after? Boom, another chicken item, and what looks like a delicious chicken item. So, this this would make me want to get the Mexican pizza, um, because I think that chicken it just feels like it's gonna hold the whole thing together way better, and it's gonna be like a really. It just looks really good, uh, in the, yeah, I, at least in their promotional pictures. I agree, and just in general, I I usually prefer chicken to ground beef anyway. But yeah, this it it looks good, and the, the patty like. It just looks like it's gonna 
add some nice flavors, you know, and it's, it's breaded too. So you're going to get a little bit of crunch along with the, like the pizza crust, so to speak, the cheese right. sauce could be good as and, well. And, it, and to be honest, it looks substantial. And so like for the $4 price tag and for four bucks, it, it, I'm yeah, it, that, that chicken patty adds some real like meat and heft to it that I, that I feel like might've been missing from the original Mexican pizza. Right. This, this looks like it's solid. This looks like a real good. It, it looks substantial have. in terms of right. just like a, a Taco Bell item. And I'm curious about the uh, pico de gallo. Is it is that a standard uh, Taco Bell tomato topping? I don't believe it's it's on the regular Mexican pizza. Okay, and I don't think I don't know what we've seen pico de gallo in on Taco Bell items. Usually, it's just diced tomatoes. Isn't yeah, it? usually it's just yeah, like that stuff is in, is in the new uh, loaded taco burrito, which hint hint we may be talking about soon. It's just diced the tomatoes. Loaded, the loaded one, ha- oh yeah, the loaded one has diced tomatoes, right? Right. So that that's another thing. They they're top topping it with the pico de gallo, and you're getting a different fl- a different flavor there. So. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited about it. I hope, where is it? It's being tested in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. I hope Ohio. it makes it through because, ooh, I hope, how, I wonder how long it's being tested in Columbus, Ohio. I'm supposed to be going out to Ohio for a business trip in the next month or so. This would be a really nice, says, really nice thing to be able to. So uh, just quick, quick shout out to the website Brand Eating. That's where we get a lot of our, our news from that in the fast food Reddit. They're a good website. Yep. You check them out. Uh, but on there, they say it goes through May 10th. So I don't know May if that's 10th, in there. There it is, yeah. Your so hopefully frame. if I can make it there before May 10th, I will be getting a crispy chicken pizza, which would be super exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on, we have a couple of drinks to discuss now. First one is going to be right. from Burger King, and it is a Fruit Loops shake. Uh, it's going... Ooh. It's debuting, what is, what's today's date? The 11th? 13th. Off by it's two days. Um, it's going to be debuting next week, <laughs> the 17th of, of April. And mm-hmm. it's going to set you back, uh, I think it's two ninety nine, three bucks, And it's going to have vanilla soft serve, uh, Fruit Loop cereal pieces, and then just what it calls sweet sauce. So I'm not really sure what the sweet mm. sauce is. But... Hmm. It's. Uh, this seems like an interesting, an interesting item in that it it takes something that people have a lot of familiarity with with and puts it in a new context for them. Right. I I'm a I'm a big fan of weird shakes and I I'm, I like Fruit Loops and I I like Vanilla Soft Serve. I the only thing that's throwing me is sweet sauce. Right. That's, uh, that makes me a little nervous, but I'm gonna trust the Burger King engineers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I they probably did their their testing and decided that they needed uh, they needed the sweet sauce to get the flavor, because it sounds like the the base and the main you know the substantial part of this is vanilla soft serve. So, um, like I wonder how much flavor crumbled up Fruit Loops can actually give to it, and if they actually needed the uh the sweet sauce to get that fruit loops flavor they probably did to add a bit of the sort of sugary taste that you're Mm -hmm. used to i'm 
personally, I'm not a big uh, like fruity cereal guy, so I'm not too excited about this one. I might try it. I don't know. It's it's not like something I'm gonna be running out to get. But maybe if I'm in at a Burger King, just for the novelty right. sake, I'll give it a try. Right, and that well, and that's kind of part of it. Is it's I I don't I didn't see whether or not it was a, um, a limited time item. But, it is. So yeah, I I'd like to try it for the for the novelty of it and I again I, I also am not a big <clears throat> fruity cereal person um but I like milkshakes and I like I like I don't think I've had a like a fruity milkshake before um in, in like anything kind of similar to this honestly most you know most of the milkshakes I've had have been oreo based and chocolate and <clears throat> that kind of thing so I I'd actually be interested in trying this but I, sorry, I kind of agree with you in the sense that um, I don't know if I'm rushing out to get it. So the closest thing I could think of in terms of like what this might taste like is one thing I like is Rita's uh, blendinis, I think they're called, where you get the the ice, the custard, and then you get to put in like a filling topping, and it's blended oh, together like yeah. a milkshake. And I, I like to get the Cherry, cherry ice, vanilla custard, and then vanilla wafers. You get that little bit of like crunch in some of the bites. Know, so that's a good, that's a good mix-up. <laughs> that I feel like that might be kind of what it's like, texturally and maybe taste-wise, just because it might be a little fruity as well. I mean, it, it is Fruit Loops, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I think it's, I think it's funny that they call this a a breakfast dessert hybrid, <laughs> because <laughs> nothing about it is breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh that uh I don't, that's just a little thing. Um the picture makes me really want it. Yeah, I mean it I does like it it does look cool. It's, yeah, the, the the colors are visually appealing. It it kind of reminds me of birthday cake ice cream. Yeah. Like with the with the funfetti. Right. Um, yeah, no, it does look similar to that. You see different colors sprinkled throughout right. it. Uh, okay, and then finally, our last thing. This isn't really a debuting item in that it's been out. Well, I, I didn't actually know this. Jason had to fill me in. Um, but it's 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 new in that it is now available as a fountain drink in Arby's, which before was only available in bottles. It's like various different limited time points and that is the mountain dew game fuel citrus cherry and did you did you try this i know you went to arby's today and you were talking about it. yeah so i went to arby's today um and i did try it and i i gotta say i i like having uh like a mountain dew exclusive at at restaurants like baja blast at taco bell it makes it really easy for me to pick a drink going through the drive-thru because I always get Baja Blast. And Mountain Dew Code Red is traditionally, I mean, yes, you can get it in bottles, but you can also get Baja Blast in bottles, or I don't know if you still can, but they, they finally started bottling it. So <clears throat> it's not like it's a rare thing for for that to happen, but it's nice because it's the only fast food restaurant where you can get it on tap or you know, in fountain. On um, tap. On tap, exactly. So um, I... I like having the exclusive drink and honestly like it it was it it's a good Mountain Dew and 
it, it? It, 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 it's what does a, it taste uh, it's like? A, is it like it's a citrus I, cherry? Yeah. What, what is exactly the citrus cherry? Is it like orange or? So the drink itself was very orange. Yeah. Okay. Um, like the color itself was orange. It, it's, it's got this, this flavor to it that is, is indescribable. Really, it's, it's, it's got a lot of cherry, but it, it kind of like balances. Like, one of my biggest complaints with cherry drinks is, is the cherry, the cherry taste. Like, I like the, the cherry sweetness and the tartness of the cherry, but like, when you have a, a cherry drink, it just kind of reminds me of fruit punch. And this having the citrus kind of made it more like a like a Mountain Dew. It's like almost like if you mixed Mountain Dew with fruit punch, like that kind of flavor. Interesting. Um, it's uh, it's good. It's probably not going to be my go-to drink at at Arby's now because I mean, like, yeah, you can get the standards, your root beer, your Coke, your you know whatever you like, but to have something that you can't get at any other fast food restaurant means i pretty much always know what i'm gonna get see I, I pretty much always just get coke yeah that's just my, my preferred drink so yeah my, my go-to recently has been has been root, root beer when there isn't a specialty item um and it's a okay. good it's a good thing to have a standard drink because then you have a very even basis of comparison when you're uh comparing your your restaurants it's true. Um, okay, so that's about do it for the debuting items, but we can just continue on with your. We, we kind of started the review segment. Um, yeah. And you you reviewed something else from Arby's today as well. Yes. So, to to our adoring fans, I I will I will say, my Arby's does have the meat mountain, so expect in. Uh, so in due time, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find a time where I have a DD. We're gonna go and we're gonna might even do a, a video blog. So I the the meat mountain. I I could talk to you some more about this off air, but I, I I had a little idea of a potential thing we could do with the meat mountain. But ooh, awesome, yeah. So so keep keep an ear out. You know, stay tuned. But, there's some there's some meat mountain news coming in the future. Yeah. Meat meat mountain moves will be made at some point. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so back to back to what I was, back to back to Arby's. Um, I went in today uh, for lunch, and I was looking at the menu before I went, and I noticed they had jalapeno bites, uh, which is something that I've never had at Arby's, and I've never had at a fast food restaurant. So I figure let's give it a try, um, and I will have a written review up on the website, uh, drive through the drive through com. Um, within the next week, hopefully. Um, and uh, so the jalapeno bites, they come with an interesting sauce. It's called, uh, I'm sorry, bronco berry sauce. Yeah. So the the jalapeno bites are, they're essentially jalapeno poppers, and they're filled with like this cream cheese style filling, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a breaded. Well, it's supposed to be a breaded jalapeno. Um, my issue is it kind of felt like it was jalapeno skin pumped up like a little balloon, breaded, and then pumped with, like, molten cream cheese. Um, 
And so, like, I was happy to have eaten two, but I could, I could, I almost couldn't get through all five of them. They were, they were kind of because of the cream cheese. Kind of weird. Well, the the cream cheese was good. It, and so, so like, so this is what happened. The first one I bit into, I was able to bite the jalapeno in half, and that meant that my second bite had jalapeno cream cheese and breading in it. Right. But every subsequent one, every subsequent one, I could not physically bite the the uh, jalapeno in half, and so I was pulling the whole jalapeno out of the breading and leaving yeah. breading and cream cheese in the second one. Yeah, that's not what you was, want. No, and, and the nice thing was that the cream cheese and the berry sauce went amazing together. Like that was delicious. The cream cheese berry sauce combo was like, I, I would have just eaten that like. As a, as a dipping sauce like if you had like if they sold like that cream cheese sauce and the berry sauce next to each other and you could dip like chicken nuggets in it or something like oh man that would be amazing but it just the jalapenos were, were very weird they were thin and they didn't they didn't like come apart I was expecting a more substantial jalapeno they weren't there was no they, spice to it they weren't like fresh jalapenos right no, no, it was just like kind of what you would get on like nachos, like at like a ball game type of thing. Yeah, but they they weren't supposed to be sliced, but they were they were some thin thin jalapenos. Like again, like it it almost felt like it was the skin just pumped up, and then you know to make a jalapeno shape. So I I don't I wouldn't recommend getting them again. Um, so what exactly but... did the berry sauce? taste like the bronco berry sauce like what type it of berry was... are we talking <laughs> that's a good question and i think that's why they called it berry sauce and it's not a mixture of different that... berry yeah, flavoring it, it was really just a sweet sauce uh, i right. i think the closest you could get was maybe like a strawberry okay uh, sauce that was probably close it was, it was very red it was a red sauce um like reddish pink um, and again, the the cream cheese filling was delicious. I just wish it had fit with the uh, the jalapeno and the breading better, because it just it really didn't. Okay. Um. So for my uh, review, I went over to good old Taco Bell to try their new promotional item, which is the loaded taco burrito. Uh, I have a written review up on the website, thedrivethroughreview.com, uh, with some pictures as well if you want to check that out. But basically, it is, you know, just kind of your classic rehashing of the Taco Bell staples. You got your ground beef, and you got your cheese, and your lettuce, and your sour cream, and a tortilla, and it's all sort of together. And then you toss in some uh, crispy tor red tortilla strips and avocado ranch sauce and that's what basically you're going to get um the taste was it was fine it, like i said it was nothing special but it was basically what you expected it to be which is you know kind of that taco flavor wrapped up in a burrito with but it had some crunch as well between the, the strips and the lettuce it had a nice bite to it it was it was good yeah. uh it was a good textural um consistency um right. the, the avocado ranch sauce i honestly couldn't taste it at all i know that's what they also put on the uh the naked chicken chalupa and that See, was much disappointing 
that was much more noticeable. The only thing I could taste was sour cream. Um, uh. And the first half of the burrito, I didn't really just, I just got like faint aftertaste of sour cream, which is perfect for me. Just, you know, background ingredients, just faintly there. But then when I got into the back half, that must have been where most of the sour cream was. And then I was just getting like bites of sour cream and it was not mm. as enjoyable. Um, I think that's the issue with uh, with sour cream as a as a topping is it's dolloped on, right. and so it's hard to get an even spread of sour cream. If I were if I were Taco Bell, I would invest some engineering uh, power to creating a device that evenly spreads the sour cream. Just get like just get like one of those like you know how they do like with the cake frosting where it's in the bag and you just sort of pipe it out. Just get yeah. one of those. Just pipe it or, along, or, you know, the or middle. Like caulking. Like yeah, for construction, exactly. one of those one of those handles, and you just do a squeeze across the like a line across the thing, and it just evenly distributes it. That would be perfect, and it'd be quick. Right. Listening um, Taco Bell solved your problem. <laughs> All right. But so taste wise, you know, it is what it is. It is what you expect it to be. Where this right. is a good item is the value. So it's dollar forty nine, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a good amount of food for a buck forty nine. Like I put a picture on the website where I have a ruler up against the burrito and it's like, it's like over seven inches long and it's, it's wow. decently thick. You know, you're getting more, it, it's, this is, I would say closer to double meat than the triple double crunch wrap was in that it's actually noticeable that you're getting more meat. Okay. Um, so for buck 49, like, yeah, just toss it on. to like your order, you know, get a gordita crunch and one of these and you'll be set. It'll be a nice meal. That's just don't. That's just, nice because don't go into it expecting something like revolutionary. You know, just know that it's going to be your basic Taco Bell cuisine, but at, at a pretty good value. And that's, that's what we said about it last week. Was it right. wasn't revolutionary? We and we were a little disappointed by that. And I still kind of am that we haven't seen a, a revolutionary, you know, promotional item at a Taco Bell yet, but or in, in a, quite a while. Um, I would but, say that the naked chicken chalupa was pretty revolutionary. Yes, yes. Well, since the naked ch- chicken chalupa, we haven't seen anything revolutionary. And, but, I mean, even and before I, that, there wasn't much before that. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I will say, as, a, as someone who's never really been a huge fan of the burritos, the regular burritos, because they always had beans instead of beef. Right. Like, the beans were good, but, like, it, it wasn't the same as the tacos. And, like, the taco meat was, like, as... It's a staple of Taco Bell. It's it's some of my favorite flavor is in the is in the taco meat. And so to have the burrito size with the taco meat, I think I think it's exactly what you said. I think it's the perfect add-on. You know, the perfect little you know I want something just a little extra because this what I'm getting isn't enough. And at at a buck forty nine, that's nice. And like one of the problems with the burrito is it it can get a little like the regular burrito. It gets kind of like mushy, just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And that's why that's where having the the crispy red tortilla strips is nice. And in the lettuce was, you know, I, I got some crunch in the lettuce as well. So it, it wasn't yeah, just a soggy nice. a soggy log of meat. Yeah. Right. Wrapped in a tortilla. I, did you get any uh, any sense of of did the did the red trick you at all? Did you get a? Uh, I, I'm still it still bothers me that they went with red red tortilla strips instead of just regular no i mean it doesn't it doesn't taste any different i I know it doesn't but like it like 
what's the point of red? Are they trying to trick you into like maybe subconsciously thinking that maybe you're getting spicy tortilla trips, strips? Like, uh, if it did, it didn't work or... for me. Because one of the things I wrote down was like, I think this could be better with, with some heat. I mean, you you can add that anyway. But for my reviews, I like to just do the, just how they give it to you, present it to you. Right. Um. Well, we we had this debate earlier back when the when we did the triple triple double crunch wrap. Right. Sometimes Taco Bell items are having sauce as a necessity. Yeah, and I would say this one it would be much better with sauce. Yeah, this this sounds like something that I would put sauce on. Definitely, if I got it again, I would put sauce on it. I, w- I was thinking about it today. I I really want some Taco Bell. I might <laughs> I might have to get some tomorrow because I haven't had Taco Bell in a long time because I've been trying all these other fast food restaurants. Right. So. So that's going to about do it for this week's episode. Um, next week should be an exciting episode because not only should we should have everyone back for the full four-man pod, but this weekend I'm going to Michigan and I'm planning on trying out Culver's for the first time, so I should have a review from there. Jason exciting. is in Georgia at the moment, and he might have something from there. I, I'm not sure if he has any exotic Georgian fast food. but so yeah um remember you can tweet us or email us avftdt on twitter and avftdt at gmail.com the website is the drive-through review check us out on soundcloud uh if you want to watch me drive around rocket league while we play this while we record this you can watch the youtube video of a view from the drive-through um, on iTunes and other podcasting services. Did I miss anything? Uh, I think you got it all. So, once again, this is a view from the drive through podcast saying support your local Arby's. Support your local Arby's. <laughs>